You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Boss Hog Liberty Podcast on the We Are Libertarians Network. I'm your host, Jeremiah Morrill. As always, I'm joined by our co-hosts, Dakota Davis and Clay Morgan. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Hey, hey. Our show is about our lives in rural Indiana. It's a show about folks who are interested in politics. We promise that our episodes are going to be a fun and easy listen. We interview people who are influencers, elected officials, political experts, and folks we just find interesting. So today our guest is Kevin Green, uh, DJ to the stars in Henry County and Rush County. And the political reporter for the uh, Newcastle, is the Newcastle or the, the Henry County Courier Times? Newcastle Courier Times. The Newcastle Courier Times. So welcome. You you are a, uh, a political expert for the area. So it, it's we're 27 episodes in. It's about damn time we have you on, right? Well, it might be a stretch, but I, I do what I can to keep the uh, the people informed. That's awesome. And uh, you've been a friend of the Morrill family for a long time. Uh, being in Rush County, my folks live down there in Arlington. And I think you guys caught up about a month or two ago. At a big uh, covered bridge dinner and uh, oh, yeah. met up down there, and yeah, so we, after that we got it worked out. Yeah, yeah. Your dad, in fact, was the uh, the MC for the evening, and um, I don't know if you're familiar with, it, but I'll share just a quickie. Sure. Um, Rush County has, I think, five remaining covered bridges, um, all built by the Kennedy brothers. Once a year, as a fundraiser for um, the Rush County Children's Foundation, I believe um, they haul a bunch of tables and chairs. It's it's a, a white linen. Real silver and china catered dinner. Um, Eat right on the bridge. They right close the down bridge. traffic. They it's, shut it's down neat. the road. They they string the bridge with lights. They uh, have an, an entertainer over playing a little acoustic guitar and um, uh, have a few craft beers and some wine available in a silent auction. And uh, it's tremendously successful and indescribably cool to, to be dining out in the middle of one of these old 120-year-old bridges. Yeah, that sounds awesome. It's, it's a fun really event. Cool. I didn't make it this year. I think I've made it two or three years. I made it the first couple. This was my uh, first. Oh, was it really? really Why well, we just yeah. miss each other at this thing, you know? Yeah. So it's cool. you got a little park out kind of along the side. They can't – I think you <laughs> – alcohol laws. You can't have the alcohol served on the county road or in the bridge on county right. property, so they have a little bar set up in the field next to it, <laughs> and then you can open carry your uh, your your drink across back onto the bridge, and, oh, and yeah, it's Indiana. fine there. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's God, God bless Indiana. Absolutely. So, uh, oh, man, I'm excited to have Kevin here. The uh, Kevin covered me when I ran for the uh, the county council a couple of years ago, and Showed up at a handful of the uh, park meetings that I was at, and you know we've uh, we keep running across each other. Well, my beat primarily uh, is city council, county commissioners, uh, board of works, parks board, most of all the uh, the city governmental entities, and then uh, Travis White and I split the, the county uh, government beat somewhat just because uh, it, there's not enough of me to go around. There's and, a lot of meetings to get to, yeah, right? There's a lot of oh. meetings, and um, we we certainly sat through a lot of hours of meetings. <laughs> to, uh, and, and interesting, you know, that somebody. Uh, mentioned to me a while back that they were at a meeting I was at and, and they agreed that what I reported on was was accurate but that I'd left a lot of stuff out and I was like well it's the three hour meeting and it's a, a 90 second story it, <laughs> yeah. you can't keep 
everything everybody said about every subject in the story, or, or it's going to be a three-hour read, and that, that's yeah. a small novel. It's not a newspaper. Yep. It's up to them if they want to. If they want to come and get every every nickel of it, they can come out with their recorder too. But for for a dollar a day, you give them the summary, and you know, we do what we they can, can ask questions, hit from the there, highlights, right? and you know we we have to kind of make a, a judgment call. What is the most significant thing that happened? What's going to have the most impact on on the citizens of yeah. the community? What do people actually want to hear about? Like right. uh, like with the uh, the large trash, like that's a big issue. That's a big deal. Here. Yeah, I used to be a, an editor down in Rushville, and, and I tell my especially new reporters, I don't want a minutes of the meeting approach. If I wanted the minutes of the meeting, I'd call the next day and get the minutes of the meeting. Yeah. I, I want what's the big deal? What was the big deal that took place? And uh, maybe there's two or three big deals, and you can write two or three stories. And you got stories for a week, right? Yeah, but but you don't want to, you know, the, the fact that they voted to spend forty nine dollars to repair the photocopier. I, nobody really cares about <laughs> yeah. that. So you don't need to put that in the story. You know, Clay now, cares. If they spend forty nine thousand dollars on a photocopier, that might yeah, make the story. Uh, yeah, the budget right. guy would probably care. You, you know, you know, but it doesn't have to come out in the paper. <laughs> oh, every nickel counts. Oh, they that's can just right. that's they, right. they can catch it on the Boss Hog of Liberty, right? That's right. There yeah, we keep we have a knack for for breaking news around here nowadays. Yeah, we've been featured in the paper twice. Kevin, uh, I'm getting criticized already for what I'm wearing. Michael Bell, uh, son of Rex Bell, out in California, giving me fashion advice. Says I should be wearing a V-neck shirt instead of my uh, instead of my modest my modest white shirt here. Well, uh, you and uh, Clay both in solids, and, and yeah. Dakota and I both in sort of a in the a, a picnic blanket kind of check That's thing. Right, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's nice to break it up a little bit. Yeah, we got it's like a pattern. Pretty, we, we got like just, what, alternating. I just feel like everybody wants to see my chest hair, and I, I don't know how to take this. It's it's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow I suspect it's, that's not it. I feel like that's what Michael Bell is looking for, and I'm I'm uncomfortable by it, Michael. So just write that one down. I don't. I, I know California's changed him a lot, but he's still Rex Bell's son, and we have know, modesty I've, in this country. I've seen Jeremiah in V-neck. <laughs> yeah, and that is not for a modest location like this. No, that's poolside, Jer. <laughs> yeah. Man. So I, Dakota, and I spent the weekend apart. We've you know this this show has also been chronicling the weekend happenings of my life and Dakota's life, and Clay never hangs out with us, so we never. Uh, you did one weekend. You know, we, we very rarely get to hang out with just, Clay. Just he's a little bit. he's off being father guy. of five. I'm the old guy with kids, and you know. <laughs> so Jeremiah's just an old guy, no kids. Oh my god. <laughs> Third, I'm the millennial, picking on me. So I, Sarah, the lovely Sarah Potter, and I spent uh, spent the weekend down in Starve Hollow. You ever been to Starve Hollow? I have not. It's a uh, it's a WPA project down uh, down by Seymour, the uh, land of uh, John Mellencamp. Right. And uh, they there's a was the at the time I read up on it because you know when you get there and you have no internet and you don't have any TV you have nothing to do but to read the brochure that they give you. Uh, it was the largest man-made lake in the state of Indiana. It was built in the 30s, I think. Oh, wow. Uh, and then it was a BPA project, so they've got all these pine trees and stuff. So it was like going out in the Black Hills you've got of, of South Dakota or Wyoming where you've got pines everywhere, and they're all you know yep. 70 or 80 years old yeah, now he's, at this point. He's messaging us as – Audrey once once I, a day as I'm able to get a picture yeah. a, a picture or something out on he's, my phone. He's constantly sending pictures, and he's just like, it's gorgeous out here. It's so, really nice. Yeah, there's so many good. pines. He kept saying that there's pines, all these pines. <laughs> pines, 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 pines. It was <laughs> – and, I, like, I was laughing, but I, it was like I, I did, couldn't think of a response. Like, what do you – you can't say something funny about somebody talking about pine trees. Like – you, there's no joke in that. Like, oh, there, I, I've got I, tons I, of jokes I could make. 
You just need to try harder. Uh, dad jokes. Uh, no, I'm you not. come back with the pint. You remember <laughs> that, the that's the low hanging fruit. I accuse, yeah. accuse of that all the time. My daughter, <laughs> like, it's such a dad joke. <laughs> Kevin, do you, do you remember the Pine Saw lady? There used to be, you know, Pine Saw commercials and stuff. You could have all mm-hmm. kinds of jokes there. Mm. You're just not old enough to low know what the jokes fruit. are. No, I know. That's the power of pine saw, yeah. baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, Valonia was cool, and I I enjoyed it. I was glad I went I went down there, even though it was like the absolute abyss for having internet connection or anything else. Couldn't uh, couldn't send a tweet to save my life. And Very then, disconnected. And then you were on fire to buy a, a camper. And then yeah, well, I've all year I've wanted I've wanted to get a camper, and my my parents had one growing up. My grandparents had one. So and I've got the boat. But at some point, I'm gonna have to gonna have to bite the bullet and go buy myself a little uh, travel trailer. I've got the Tahoe for it, so I need a need a camper. Because I do, I'm I, guess. I'm I am too old to sleep in a tent. I'm not really into the tents. I think you're always too old to sleep in a tent. I don't think that there's an age where you stop. Like it's just it's just bad. Like it, no one actually goes out to sleep in a tent and goes. Man, I really enjoy sleeping on the ground. You know, <laughs> this is true. I bought mine. I think you're right. I bought this my tent true. probably three years ago. It's been used four times. Three times for the 4-H Junior League completion trip, and then Aaron <laughs> Ewert used it last last oh, time. Yeah, he did. Actually, he's put, actually he slept in the car, and his kids slept in the tent. So I don't think anybody <laughs> over the age of 18 has slept in my tent in the three years I've owned it. Wow. So that's what tents are for. Mm. All this in uh, right in time for the the Weinstein allegations or. Weinstein. Weinstein. You're not very good with Jewish names, are you? I'm really not. <laughs> I, but despite my Jewish heritage, I've been horrible with it. Davis is not a very Jewish name at yeah. all. Wait, honest truth is in Indiana, we don't have a lot of Jewish people, especially out here. Not a lot. No. I think there used to be a Jewish synagogue in Muncie, and they all left, so it's just empty. It's on the there south is side. a building in Dunry that has a big star, David, on the roof. Yep, yep. I'm, uh, not, uh, I'm not quite sure why. Really, he's a really old, old man. I, I grew up in Dunry, and okay. so I, he would... He just sits out all day on his porch and he smokes a pipe. Yeah, that's <laughs> he used like, to sell rocks. Sell rocks. Is that the same guy? Maybe. That same building. That I've, I've been driving through there for 30 years and it used to be big, different kind of like landscaping rocks that you might use in the oh. garden or whatever. I don't think I remember that, but that He's not talking possible. about the slang term rocks. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 for $10 or anything. Not a Connorsville rock. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh, it's a different drive into into Dunreath now from what you had uh, ten years ago because we used to have the flyover bridge and you'd turn left and you'd go yep, on and, and that I, same guy had a sign out front that said overpass down <laughs> right don't GP, follow your GPS GPS is wrong I, I do yeah. know that picture I do remember that one he Absolutely. had that out for a long time it faded so yeah I kind of miss not being able to just drive right on yeah you skip right on over yeah because yeah. now especially if you're turning left there at forty uh, yeah. heading towards Nightstown. Um, sometimes you can wait a few minutes. It's yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been busy. impressed. The state of Indiana should have spent that $8 million on that bridge. I would have had a bridge to sell rebar to, and we would have had, you know, we would have saved 15 seconds a day. Our for, life would have been much better. Yeah. <laughs> could have been so much better. Man, really. <laughs> I'm going to blame Tom Saunders, really. And maybe, I don't know who the state senator would have been. Probably Bevgard. Probably Bevgard and Tom Saunders. They're both on the hook for that one. So Dakota and uh, I spent the weekend apart. You were down at your 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 summer home, being yep. the in Brookville, the upper middle class man you are with your your mm-hmm. travel trailer, your your camper down that way. Yep. What uh, you, you had a big annual no, tradition, that was, right? Uh, that was the uh, this past weekend was uh, trick or treating because the uh, you get that out of the way early. Yeah. Well, the campground closes like closing weekend is Halloween weekend, so they always do it a couple weeks in advance, and they then, kick you out of your own home. Well, they they shut the water and the electric <laughs> off, so pretty much, yeah. So you're done. Yeah, you're done at that point. I mean, you can still stay there, and I think that the clubhouse still has 
water in it so you can take a shower up there. Like, who wants to do that? Like, you gotta it bring still a generator. Has electricity. Like, but I mean, I guess I thought we, I was roughing we, it without we could 4G. Really, yeah, we could rough it whenever we go hunting in a couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna be right there. Let's just stay the night. We could talk about it, and we would have offline. the we would have the entire campground to ourselves <laughs> offline. <laughs> Perhaps the uh, I've got yeah I've got I've got a, pa- a battery uh, like a, a deep cycle marine battery. You're embarrassed. We of can being, run lights. You're embarrassed of playing Minecraft with me. No, and now I'm you're not. embarrassed of uh, of uh, going hunting. Is that what I'm getting? No, not that. Oh, it was just it. the uh, you know I, I, you don't want me trying to you've tried yeah, to play stuff don't with want, me yeah we don't do you want, want do you really want to go down that path you're <laughs> just gonna ruin not. all of the all of the the patrons that are listening it'll be an entire hour of Jeremiah yeah. planning out by the minute yeah. okay <sighs> we should have the fourth one killed by five o'clock and then we can go <laughs> yeah that uh, that almost sounds accurate like you're, he's already planning it there's no there's no stopping so you uh you are you. This you 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 have in the show notes that you dressed up as a pint of beer. Yeah, we went to Meyer. Halloween. We went to Meyer to pick up some groceries, and like you, we walked past the Halloween costume section, and I was going to buy a, uh, I was going to buy a t-shirt, like because I didn't have a costume. I was just going to buy a shirt that said "Trick or Drink," you know, like uh, funny, whatever. Yeah. Really trying hard there, buddy. Yeah, and uh, then I saw the this costume, and it was a pint of beer, like a, a pint glass, like what I have here, and. You, it's great for the podcast crowd. Yeah, you put it on, and I was like, I was like, that is awesome. So I, I bought it. It was like twenty bucks. I'm like, doing it. It's good for years. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then I, I buy it, and we start handing out candy and everything. And uh, uh, you know, it's a bunch of kids running up getting the candy, and uh, this little kid jumps off the back of their his parents' golf cart, and he's wearing a a uh, costume that is a slice of fried bacon. So it's just a, a it's just a slice of fried bacon. Sounds and, like Lady Gaga. Yeah, and I went, "Hey, bacon man!" And he goes, "Sprite." <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I am, kid. Yeah, it was hilarious. I laughed so hard at that. Oh my gosh! But yeah, that that was the uh, that was a trick or treat, and then we went up to the dance, and I bought all kinds of drinks for the night. And, we uh, I, I'd bought aftershock, like the it's a, like a cinnamon menthol whiskey. A menthol whiskey. It's like it, you you first take a drink of it and it and it tastes like Fireball, but then and then it turns. But then the aftertaste. Like a bad cigarette. Well, then the aftertaste tastes like a, a mint. So that's why they call it aftershock. I think it's actually not a whiskey. It's more of a liqueur. But then I bought some stuff called Ninety Nine Bananas, and it's a banana liqueur that is ninety nine proof. Yikes! So we had that up there, and like I'm trying to. kind of like the resident drinker. It, yeah, yeah, he's been drinking I mean? for, legally for seven months or t- ten months at this point. What? Yeah. Ten months? Yeah, ten months. That's some catching up to do. Yeah, yeah I, I, I gotta <laughs> start playing my cards early. So I know what I'm doing. That way you can wear your liver out by the time you're 34. Yeah. Well, you know, by that time they're gonna be growing them in labs. I can get one for probably 15 bucks in. No big deal. Get one. It's shipped to you on Amazon. And, yeah. Put it in on the weekend. It just, uh, they come with a, a drone that like just sprays knockout gas in your face, cuts your back open, sticks it in. They send the old one back to be refurbished. So at your wedding reception <laughs> coming capitalism. up. capitalism. You're getting some thought. <laughs> are, are you, no, he sounds like he's thought this through, doesn't he? Are you wow. going to have us, uh, some of this uh, this banana liqueur 99 at, uh, at the wedding reception? Oh, no. No? No. Uh, I mean, if it... it 
Because we're it's coming pretty up. Much we like are... a, I can only. I'm only providing beer. I'm. I'm gonna get one keg, and there's gonna be several bottles of wine. Like everybody's centerpiece on the table is not gonna be flowers. It's gonna be a couple bottles of wine, because it's more practical, right? Sure. That's <laughs> the way we think, and so that I mean that's all that's gonna be. But if anybody else is like going there intently to party then that is fine, and you can bring what you want. Kevin's going to be playing good dancing music all night long. Absolutely. So so, so it's bring your own bring your own hard liquor, basically, is what yeah, you're recommending. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, cool. Now I, now I know that now. There you go. I can't wait. I'm going to bring you all the fruity stuff you want. The fruity stuff? Yeah. That banana one was of, like hey, yeah. particularly horrible. It was disgusting. It, it tasted really bad. <laughs> what do you think we're going to get? <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of hoping it was going to taste like the uh, the bananas that you get in that uh, that fruit candy mix. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? The runts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, runts. Yeah, I thought I was, that's what I was hoping it was going to taste like. It was nothing like that. You know, you know Jason Thompson, who works with me? Yeah. He loves the fake, the artificial banana powder, like that. You know that that you have in a in a milkshake, like a Dairy Queen milkshake or whatever. Really, it's disgusting. I yeah, I couldn't do it. Jason he doesn't like a, the real. He, he, Jason like, is a strange eater. Like yeah. we all know that. It, yeah, it's just an accepted fact at this point. Yeah. So, all right. So let's let's get into this wedding reception a little bit here, Kevin. All right. What What's the typical like? You know, first dance, yeah, whatever, and all that. But when you actually get to open up the songbook and and you're going to go and you're going to start to have some fun, what what are we playing at a, at the at a wedding reception? Because I have some songs that I thought you know he would appreciate, but I want to hear what you typically do, and then maybe see if we get some stuff well, worked it, in. It varies a little bit. The first thing I do, um, uh, particularly uh, during what I call gravy time, which is while everybody's eating and and socializing before the dancing begins, uh, even before the uh, little ceremonial aspects like the garter toss and yeah. and the bouquet toss, um, I, I survey the crowd to kind of try to get a feel for um, how fun they are. Yeah, what, what I'm up against. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, if it's an older crowd or, uh, you know, a younger crowd or, um, you know, if, if uh, dress will give away certain, you know, socioeconomic indicators. I, uh, you get a country crowd, you know, you, you see a lot of cowboy boots and, and hats and you're going to play a little more Luke Bryan and that sort of thing. But um, after we've got everything out of the way, assuming it's a, a relatively younger, fun-looking bunch, um, I frequently uh, kick things off with uh, Celebrate. They'll cool in the gang yep. tune, and uh, it pairs very nicely with like Brick House or Play That Funky. Oh music. yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of the seventies dance music. Well, it, it, you it's still got now. parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still got parents and grandparents there, so you yeah. want to play stuff that they can recognize. You, know, you want to say the the juju on the beat until late. <laughs> it's just the young guys and girls, and, and they get a little liquored up, and and yep. they're ready to juju on that beat because you know. Um, Typically, people have just finished eating. They haven't had much to drink yet, and um, you have to pay, play something that's that's pretty universally popular and, yeah. and up tempo to uh, to get people up. Yeah, we were gonna we our the original thought for the DJ was uh, the guy that always DJs. We call him the mayor of the of our little camping park down in Brookville. Right, and he DJs all the dances down there and all the parties and stuff. So it was like, hey, I bet you know, I bet Billy would come up and do it for like a case of beer or something. <laughs> and that's all I, Kevin wanted, right? Uh, for the wild turkey. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's, we, that's reasonable. So I like, asked it's all him. the way to Springport. He ought to get you two of them. That is a pretty good haul. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's coming from Brushville, damn it. <laughs> yeah. I asked him, and he, uh, I asked Billy, and he, he, he said, no, absolutely not. I was like, really? Why not? He said that one time he had been, uh, he was DJing a wedding and his equipment cut out during the father daughter dance. Oh, man. 
And it, he said, I won't ever do another that wedding. That is a DJ's like, worst nightmare. <laughs> I was like, dude, come on. Just do it. And he's like, nope, absolutely not. Well, I've I'm been like, doing that. Like right. 30 years I've been doing this. And, so and it was Jeremiah recommended to you, actually. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I've given first beers on me. There we go. Uh, <laughs> but back in my 20s, I, I didn't give it a second thought. I, you know, I, I get to be the, the rowdiest guy in the room and and the guy with the big stereo. And, right. and it didn't even occur to me that if, a, if an amplifier goes down or – a, yeah. a CD player goes out that I have just wrecked some little princess's perfect day, and she'll never ever forgive me. It didn't even occur to me as I've gotten older and hopefully a little wiser. Um, it did occur to me, and, and now I bring a backup amp and a, and a backup. You know, you got options. Yeah, I, I make sure that everything's kind of duplicated um, so that there we don't we go. go down for it's good. insurance. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but, it, I mean, uh, you also kind of have to accept like that if. If an amp goes out or something, it's not your fault. It's not like right. you just recklessly hit a button or something, and now it's. Well, now I did a there. show at Cottersville one time, and uh, about four hours into it, it was a, a good, fun-loving crowd, and we had lots of people dancing. Uh, I had a speaker go out; the crossover went out or something, and and uh, you know, even though you turn it up, you, you still lost roughly fifty percent of your volume. And, yep. Oh yeah. And people noticed. And they were like, hey, can't you turn that up? And I was like, man, I just had a speaker go out, and I, and I don't have any extra dorm fridge-sized speakers out the back <laughs> of my truck. Uh, we're just going to have to make do, you know? Yeah. And thankfully, we were already about, like I said, four hours in. They probably had about a good hour left of them anyway. So, um, there you go. It didn't wreck the night, but uh, I was glad they were understanding. It's like, like landing a plane on one airplane. Or, you know, you got, you got, you got one, one engine that right, went out on the right. jet. What's a, what's a really funny story? Like, what's something that's just... Something that happened, like, not necessarily to you, but that you observed at a wedding reception. Oh, I've seen some crazy stuff. Cause I, yeah, see, that's I've what I want to know. Of, like, three or four hundred wedding receptions over the years because I started doing this wow. back when I was in college. And and I didn't even realize that until about a year ago. Somebody asked me, how many receptions do you think you've done? And I got to thinking, I like, well, let's keep the math simple, you know. Um, yeah. Say conservatively ten a year because there's a some guys in Russia. You've probably done four or five of their weddings. Well, I've, I've done uh, multiple generations. <laughs> yeah, I, I did a, a wedding last summer, and uh, a guy walked up to me, and I recognized her, and I had done her wedding twenty five years ago or whatever. And she goes, "You know, that's my daughter that got married." And I was like, "No way!" And she's like, hey, "You're second generation DJ," and I think that's the first time that's happened. But I also do a, a lot of dances at the Boys and Girls Club and at the elementary level, and I've been doing those long enough that. I can't tell you how many times, especially the bride comes up. She's like, oh, my God, you used to DJ the Boys and Girls Club dances. <laughs> and I knew back then that you were going to be my DJ when I got married. And that's very flattering. I mean, that really is that's very awesome. flattering. But as far as crazy things, um, well, uh, barn weddings have become all the rage here the last yeah. summer or two. And uh, just two or three weekends ago, I, well, let's say within the past couple months because I don't want to narrow it down too much. Um, I, I, I arrived to set up and they've got me in this little space that's, uh, about two phone booth size. Uh, you remember phone booths. Yeah. They're not very big. It's like a, a very small stand-up shower and there's like two, about that much space. And it's on this little platform that can't be more than about 18 inches oh my gosh. off the floor. And it's a built-in feature of the barn, like maybe where you'd throw a bale of hay or something to cut it open or something. Yeah. And I, like, will this be big enough for you? And like, where, where am I going to sit? It's like my gear's on the floor almost, you know. And like, where am I going to sit? It's like, well, right back there. 
And I'm like, well, if I'm sitting in a chair, it's going to be like I'm tying my shoes all night. <laughs> so they brought me a pillow, and I, and I sat on the floor, basically the floor of this barn. You sat on the floor on, it, on a pillow. All night long, I kept thinking, this is like scenes from a Japanese restaurant that you see in movies <laughs> where they're all yeah, sitting take on those, your shoes off, those yeah. little tiny tables. And yeah. um, So that was kind of kooky. You're staring up at all the people dancing. Um and then four or five years back, I did a show down in Napoleon, Indiana, down in uh, southern Decatur County. I've been to Napoleon. Uh, They've got the damn theater there, don't they? I believe that is correct. Yeah. But uh, this was this was more of your, uh, uh, let's just say, Leonard Skinner, Hank Williams Jr. kind of crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of g- good old rock and southern rebel types. and um, It went fairly well. They, they frowned on any kind of dance music, uh, anything with a kind of an urban flair. Uh, it was all about <laughs> southern did, rock. Did they have yeah. on uh, white hoods? Well, no, <laughs> not, not quite that far. Not that southern, but not not but, quite that far. But so. stars and bars, the stars and bars. But out. but the show went fairly well. You know, I mean, they danced to the rock stuff, and, and some crowds won't dance to rock and roll. They want yeah. dance stuff, but um, it went fairly well. And I thanked them all. And it takes me about a half an hour to, to disconnect everything and wrap up cables and pack everything away and get it ready to move out to my truck. And the bride came. Rushing in through the door, the place had fairly well cleared out, and she's in tears. She's oh my god, oh my god, you're not going out there, are you? And I was like, well, I, I was going to. I need to load my gear up. And she, they're all fighting out there. I, I, I wouldn't go out there if I was you. It's gonna be trouble. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm a pretty good sized fellow, and, and I haven't had a drop to drink. They were all imbibing generously. <laughs> I said, I, for their sake, it's probably a good idea if they just give me a clear path and let me load my truck. And I walked out, and it was like something from a bad movie. Out in this gravel parking lot, there must have been 20 people involved in a big melee. I mean, it, oh my there gosh. were punches being thrown and people getting yanked around by their jackets. And I'd never seen anything quite like it in my life. And I, I just loaded my truck as quickly as I could as they continued their little battle royale. And uh, as, as I pulled away, I honked the horn a couple of times and thanks a lot. <laughs> Hope the check clears. What, what else can you do? Yeah. <laughs> and thankfully, oh. nobody uh, approached me to try to detain me or anything because I don't. Oh man! So you not only do the DJ stuff, but you see, you also said that you did some radio at some point as well, right? You yeah, got, actually, you a... uh, my first full time job out of college, uh, Go Ball State, was sure, uh, sure. I had worked part time for WRCR Radio in Rushville and. Uh, Stringing city council meetings and school board meetings and that sort of thing. Uh, Started in high school because I was on the high school uh, Rushlight, the, the high school newspaper. And uh, they offered me a, a summer job running the board, uh, primarily Reds games and Pacers games. They covered lots of sports. And I, I basically sat there all night and listened for somebody to say, we'll be back right after this word from our you – know, Senate commercial. And, and most of the night you're just trying to stay awake. But uh, <laughs> long story short was um, – after I got out of Ball State, I'm looking for a job, and they offered me a full-time job at, at WRCR. And it took about three months before they moved me to the, the new shift because I studied journalism while in school. And um, I did that for about 10, 11 years. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, actually, the, the publisher for the Rushville, Greensburg, and Batesville newspapers called me about DJing their Christmas party. And while we were talking about that and finalizing the deal— he said, hey, why don't you come to work for me? And I was like, mm, I don't know. What do you pay? And, and he shot me a figure, which was about five grand more than I was making. 
I said, well, you've got my interest, but you probably have to do a little better than that. He didn't know what I was making. Right. He said, well, let's do lunch Monday. And I talked him up to eight grand more than I was making. <laughs> there you go. And then in all fairness, I went into my boss at the radio station. I said, hey, Louie, um, I got an unsolicited job offer, $8,000 more a year than I'm making now. If you can match that or, or even show me a, a little love, um, I'll stay. Because I liked doing what I was doing. And who, you know, how many people can say that about their job? Um, yeah. He's uh, uh, boy, I don't see that happening. Things are pretty tight right now. Said, I could probably go, maybe a thousand. I said on the year. <laughs> like, don't knock yourself out. He said, no, no, that's probably the best I could do. And I said, well, I'm, I'm going to have to take the job. And he said, I don't blame you. You know, good luck to you. And, and I ran into him about three months later. This is almost a little heartbreaking actually because I'd been there for ten or eleven years at that point. Yeah. And I ran into him downtown Rushville, a uh, very small area. You run into everybody. 6,000 people in the right. town, yeah. But uh, I said, hey, Louie, how you doing? He goes, oh, I'm good. How are you? And I said, I'm fine. Said, How's the radio biz? He goes, yeah, nothing changes but the voices. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's sad yeah, but true. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> <that's, laughs> ominous. So yeah. saying, we miss you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, it, I've well, never replaced you, Mr. Cog in the wheel. You're right. I'm, never, I'm not sure I've heard something more tongue-in-cheek in my life than that. That was... He's like, yeah. And he could have been more serious because he'd been at it for his entire life. I mean, he yeah. uh, he's probably pushing 70 at that point and had been in the business um, 50 or 60 years, it seemed like, and nothing changes but the voice. <laughs> FM was the big deal for him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, getting yeah, FM. Yeah. yeah. We're in stereo. That's an interesting job. I, I uh, went down to the um, Moscow, uh, Indiana, down in uh, southwestern Rush County. Home of one of those five covered bridges. Actually, uh, I believe it's a double double arch uh, bridge that I believe is the longest covered bridge in the state. Yep, and like the third longest in the in the country, if I'm not mistaken. And and I might be, but it's it's a big long bridge. Yeah, that one was destroyed in like oh seven oh eight somewhere in there, yeah, and yeah, then they rebuilt. Had a tornado rift, uh, yeah. completely knocked it down, and yep. and. Uh, uh, Mitch so it's Daniels been came rebuilt down now, and, though. Yeah, yeah they it's, absolutely there, it's there again. Rebuilt it. And I, I believe it's a great it was bridge. rebuilt with uh, with private funds, with donations. And yeah, I think so. Wow. And they tried to bring back like the same. Obviously, the Kennedy brothers bring went it, around, but it's bring a tear to my eye. Yeah, <laughs> most libertarian thing I've ever heard. Well, about seventy percent of it was uh, was using the original lumber and timbers and yeah. arches because they were able to pull all those. It basically just lifted it up off its pillars and dropped it in the river about sixty feet below, and uh, they were able to salvage a bunch of it, but. They had a festival every year for about 15 years, and it, it invariably was on the hottest, most humid weekend of the summer. Of course. So why, we, would it, why would it be any other? It's the way almost every Indiana festival yeah. feels, right. right? Well, they sent me down to do a, a remote broadcast for like a four-hour stretch one Saturday afternoon, and one of the things I had to do was a chicken pull, which is just like a tractor pull, except with, little bitty sleds, and I had to come up to chickens. <laughs> And I'm doing my best to, to do this as legitimately as I can, you know. And one of the chickens. Oh, my God, you're choking the chicken. Uh, one of the chickens took about three or four steps and fell over sideways. I don't know if it was dead or if it just fainted. But I said, there you have it, folks. So hot in Moscow, even the chickens are too pooped to party. Oh, man. So listening, I just got a text. Listening down in Rush County right now is the Weston County, Wyoming FFA. They're at my parents' house. My uh, one of my cousins, her daughter is uh, is with them, and the FFA state convention is going on. So I just got the text to give them a shout out. A salute, so just salute to the uh, the Weston County, Newcastle, Wyoming FFA. I was in FFA. I was in FFA when I was in high school. Were you? You were yeah, Dan uh, Dan Webb's kid. I was a, one of Dan Webb's. Yep. I, I went to state for soil judging. Very nice. How'd you do? Yep. 
I didn't Did you do lose to a Shenandoah kid? No, I didn't do any good. <laughs> I, I don't think that I, my name was even mentioned at state. Man. Yeah. We are big in the soil and water conservation office around here, by really? the way. Kelly Riggs, big fan. Yeah, Is that there right? We go. Yeah. She's yeah. nice people. Well, there's yeah. a shout out. Yeah. See, we hey, we take care well, of our people. A libertarian podcast, shout, we, giving a shout out to the government. That's Hey. That that's, doesn't happen very often. We are the number one tractor podcast in all of Indiana. We really there's are. There's no doubt about it. Thanks to Cade Coger, for <laughs> sure. Cade Coger, Josh Norris. Yeah. L&K Produce. Matt Chapman's in his tractor listening right now somewhere. Yep. You know, I'd, I'd have Friday to, or Saturday. Uh, it's harvest uh, time, man. I'm scared to death. Our ratings are going to go to, sh- to nothing, Kevin, when, when they get all the crops out. Oh, yeah. Nobody's yeah. mowing their grass and nobody's <laughs> taking down beans. I am... We're going to be done to nothing. Be yeah, done. You would be it scared may, of that. It may, it may be over. <laughs> it may all come crashing down. We're going to be stronger than ever. Cade's going to be playing this over the speakers uh, in his little uh, meat shop there at LNK since they're going to be open all year this year. He's just going to have it blaring all day long on a loop. There we go. Our voices. In the meat shop. Which, nice. uh, which means it's very important <laughs> to periodically go, this is the Boss Hog Liberty with Jeremiah Morrill and Dakota Davis is what you're listening to. I mean, you, you got to keep and those plugs else? in. So. And who else? Well, if, I mean, your co-host. Go ahead. Continue, I mean, the, pl- continue I, the plug, sir. I'm kind of the third wheel here. You know, I'm that little wheel on the back end that kind of keeps it balanced. You know? <laughs> Clay keeps me from making a totally complete fool of myself. We have an elected official on the show, and I, we have to keep his reputation somewhat alive. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The best we can. So, so you, you got out of that, and you got into the, uh, the, the newspaper business. Right. And we, you kind of touched on it a little bit. You work. See, Travis Wyke is very nervous about working for a you know a major paper. So it's the Tanner Purdue was here early in the early on, mm-hmm. and he introduced the brisket. He worked for, he worked for Cricket Wireless, but we can say that now because he doesn't work there anymore. They've they've, they've mutually parted ways. They've parted ways, yes. So, but we called it brisket wireless. Right. So now the the equate version of anything is the brisket gazette. The, you know, so Travis is more comfortable with that instead of working for the uh, <clears throat> the proper noun of the of the paper that I am a happy subscriber to. By the way, well, I, I love, love receiving. I am as well. Thank yes. you very much. I appreciate. It's a little like job security for me. Yeah, there's a, one guy today. In here today's headline is a little questionable. We talked about that because it felt like you know it felt like the CNN thing where it was a little bit of fake news, but it said staff report. So I know you weren't directly associated with. No, that. Actually, I, I had nothing to do with that. I will say though, I've been uh, working here in Henry County um, for about almost it'll be four years in May. Oh, that quick already? I, I cannot believe. How frequently I hear the name Catherine Winters. I, I don't know that a day has gone by that I haven't heard the name Catherine Winters. In a case that's what a hundred and ten years yeah. old or something, it, it's, it's really is the, phenomenal. I think the editor, the former editor of your paper, cared a lot, right? And I think Eldon, who writes for the uh, the Middletown paper, Eldon right. Pitts, he's on it all the time, and they're writing. You know, there's there's books being written about Catherine Winters, and there's there's a movie that they're doing. Um, if you're not familiar with the story, you can you can Google it or look it up. But it's this this girl, nine or ten years old. It's in the it's headline in the paper today. Um, but the uh, this little girl was abducted or something happened to her, and nobody really knows. She was and, disappeared. Uh, the the legend is that some gypsies took her or something. So uh, it's even uh, memorialized on the courthouse wall there, on the the main floor. Is uh, it? Yeah, it's a that little collage, a mural that the I think some junior high kids or sixth graders painted years back. I've, I've taken the time to actually study that. Yeah, so that, that that's almost kind of equating to the the mural and uh, the Wamapoke on Parks and Recreation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something <laughs> horrific happens in our town, so then we, so we, write, mural we put out a mural in the courthouse. I love that show, by the way. Ron oh, Swans was my hero. It's the uh, yeah, he's right on the wall. Yeah, this is there's so much of this uh, of this show that feels like that Parks and Recreation. Right. We have Cancel and Jam down here at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You just got jammed. <laughs> you just got jammed. 
<laughs> Perd Hadley on my right. It's it's fantastic. Or maybe I'm the Perd Hadley. I don't know. I, I used to be the Ron Swanson, then I quit that job, so I don't have you know. I'm out of. I'm yeah, just out of work actually, now. Actually, I had never made the. You were basically Ron Swanson. I was. I was the the, yeah, yeah. I, I always said that uh, whenever they hired him, they were expecting a Ron Swanson. But instead, what they got was this strange mixture of Ron Swanson and uh, uh, Leslie Nope. <laughs> <laughs> And Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. And Jerry. Gary. Or Gary. Depending upon the season. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Definitely not a Tom Haverford, though. Although I am wearing my satin shirt today. Yeah, you, so. might, you might be a Tom Haverford. You do you have DJ Roomba in your house. I do have the Roomba. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. That was the first thing I ever said when I walked into Jeremiah's house and the Roomba was going around sweeping. I said, DJ Roomba in the house. <laughs> you can get those now that look like Darth Vader. Oh, do you? Yeah. Really? You did, just if you're a Star Wars fan. I mean, I mean, why wouldn't you? Mine's early. I have to wait until they come out with a Rick and Morty one, and then I'll, I might consider it. A little pickle Rick running around <laughs> there. <laughs> the, uh, the stairs are a nightmare, man. Although you would like it, that you know, especially if you get one that you you have to clean it out every day with the dog running around. You got to clean the clean the dog hair out. But. Yeah, the hair is a nightmare here, and yeah. I I had the really horrible uh, decision to make my uh, floors mahogany. If, uh, very dark dark red and then i painted my stairs like the tops of them black uh just bad ideas all around it there's so much hair it's like you can sweep one day and then the next day it doesn't even matter like as you're sweeping if she's walking around the house while you're sweeping she's just dropping it Could so irritating in the in the chat michael bell is still picking on me for having a crew neck shirt even though dakota's wearing one too it's it's continued to be picked, just aimed at me. Well, that's because mine. I have mine unbuttoned a lot. So well, I can unbutton mine more. If, I, if 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 that's if, what if you the people want to see more cleavage, we can do that. But it's not good for the show. Do we need some music? <laughs> Kevin, we can give Kevin the no, Oxcord no, and see that's, what happens. There's already a show like that on the Wall Network. It's called Miranda's World. I don't know. It's uh yeah, uh, that one costs you a dollar. Yeah, and you've got to go to the West Side. <laughs> oh man, only a dollar. Well, I mean, there's probably a cover Miranda charge. looks classier than that. Well, I mean, you better tip somehow. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm told. So, Kevin, let's get back to your DJ career. Okay. <laughs> or your music. Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Please. Please uncomfortable. He's a minister, for God's sake. What 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 is your you go to music? Is it the uh, is it the country rock? Is it the is it the new stuff? What do you what are you listening to? Well, I'm an old. Uh... An old '80s guy. I grew up in the late '70s, early '80s, so I'm I'm a big fan of a lot of the, that southern rock that I, I mentioned earlier. Um, but I, I'm also sick to death of hearing a lot of it. I mean, how many times can you hear Freebird before you just yeah, want to jump off a bridge or something? You're as tired of playing no it as they are. No disrespect to Freebird fans, please. Um, but I'm a, a few years back, uh, somebody uh, turned me on to a, a band called the Steel Drivers. Which at the time, Rushville. Uh, Chris Stapleton. Was, uh, they, they played. Yeah, they, they played, played the theater down there. Yeah, it's a bluegrass inspired. It's not traditional bluegrass. Um, a friend of mine who is in a traditional bluegrass band calls it crabgrass. Um, he's crabgrass because <laughs> it's not the traditional. Two Remember tenor, those two bad tenors. jokes that we were talking about earlier? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I call it new grass because it's not yeah. bluegrass, but it's it's a, it's string band music. New. Yeah, um, uh, a lot of. Uh, Kind of non-mainstream stuff. The drive-by truckers is, is something I've been listening to a lot here lately. Uh, but as far as DJing, um, I stay busy enough that, that what I do is I, I set a, a tablet out and I have people write down their request. And uh, if it's something I don't have, thanks to modern technology, 
I can pull it up on my phone. You can play it, play it off YouTube and go and good to go, or or just go to iTunes and download it. And, yep. and I've got it as part of my permanent library. Um, because back in the old days, you didn't really know what people wanted to hear, and you go to a, a Danners. You remember Danners? I have no and, idea what you're talking about. No idea. Uh, you remember Danners? <laughs> Man, I am old. Uh, <laughs> I'm not from here originally. Well, it was a family-owned. Uh, Sort of a Walmart or a big oh, okay. house, but it was a family-owned, kind of a regional Kind of like Walsworth and... Uh, Woolsworth. Uh, yeah, Woolsworth and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah, yeah. Although that was and a national stay out of Walsworth. <laughs> <laughs> but you go in and they'd have a display of like the top 40, 45s, uh, this week's top 40. Right. And um, I'd go back far enough that I was actually two turntables and a microphone when I got started. Um You'd recognize some of them. Some of them living here in Indiana, you'd never even heard of yet. Yeah, and they were hits. They're not on the radio because right. yeah, they were playing played in L.A. or New York or exactly. Memphis or something. Exactly. And and I'd end up buying eight or ten records um, in an effort to stay current. And then I'd only get asked to play three or four of them, and the rest would just collect dust because they never did quite catch on around here for one reason or another. Even though they do were you still have them? And, still uh, have uh, all my old vinyl. I had about five uh, Peaches record crates, these big album yeah. devices, and um, I sold them all to a, a pawn shop for ten cents a piece. So if if you see an old vinyl album somewhere on the jacket cover, it will say "Stolen from Kevin Green" because that's what I used to write on all of them. I figured if anybody had it but me, they stole they've it. stolen it from right. you. Um, they're everywhere. I, I, there's a ton of them out there somewhere. I wow. love that. That's hilarious. Stolen from Kevin Green. Check the Rushville Goodwill about once a week and right. see what you can find. That was a, actually it was called Beaver's Pawn Shop down in Rushville. And, uh, and Beaver's Pawn yeah, Shop. Beaver. Hey, welcome is. to Beaver's Pawn Shop. <laughs> well, it's, he had a cat that ran around in there. And he never ran. He never had a sweeper. It was. It was kind of. <laughs> it had that. It had that Beaver's so not, Pawn Shop smell. Yeah, not exactly Pawn Stars. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't by a long shot. But uh, I, I'm happy that the technology has allowed me to. To narrow my focus and save me a lot of money. Absolutely. Yeah. As you mentioned, if I'm on the spot and it's a song, somebody asked me for a song that I really don't think I want to spend a buck twenty four on, um, I, I will go to YouTube and just yeah. Yeah. Now, now Audrey and I don't agree, don't disagree on a lot of things. Like we have very similar opinions and just about everything, except for music. Like we can, like we have vastly different tastes in music. That because I like. I listen to uh, classic rock a lot. Um, I'm into metal music, um, uh, just alternative things, Irish, whatever. She is more into modern, like whatever they play on 99.5. Right. You know, like. More your booty shake pop stuff. Yeah. Right. Not not me. No, I'm not that guy. I'll dance to it after I've had a few beers. Right. Because it's fun. But if I'm, like, driving or just listening to things and I still buy CDs because I'm that guy, then those are the CDs I buy. And right. I, I've only gotten her to give on one song for the wedding, and that's the song that we walk out, uh, like, off of the that's stage. That's all you've narrowed down so far? Yep. <laughs> well, that's all, that's all I've gotten. Like, she has everything else. <laughs> okay, I got you. And I got to pick that one. I got you. So what what is classic rock to you? Like, to uh, uh, are we talking seventies? or Are we talking like uh, you know, Mr. Big from nineteen ninety? What's what's classic? No, rock? it's not nineties music. Like nineties music is what I considered just regular rock, or just that, that's just regular music. Like that's what I grew up listening. ACDC, that's what my parents listened to. My parents graduated in ninety two, so wow. 
<laughs> yeah. 82. My, yeah, my dad I graduated. I was old. Yeah, my dad graduated in 77, 79, somewhere in there. Yeah. I had, to, I had my daughter in two, I was of her, 77. two of her teeny bopper friends in the uh, giving them a ride to the movies or something. And uh, Fleetwood Mac Dreams came on. And uh, one of my daughter's friends, Jessica, was singing along, knew every word. And yeah. I, 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 when the song was over, I was like, how, how do you know that song, Jessica? She goes, oh, I love the oldies. <laughs> that is not the, the oldies. oldies. <laughs> Elvis, Elvis is the oldies. That was Fleetwood Mac. That's not the oldies. Well, I, told, I, was, I was giving Audrey a hard time today with Dakota. And Sarah and said, I, I'm, she, Audrey absolutely forbidden me to, you know, give a demand. I've been telling her for weeks that you were coming on and I was going to have a demand list of these are the songs that I need you to play for their wedding. And I said, damn it, he's going to play Wooly Bully for you no matter what. And Dakota's like, what the hell is Wooly Bully? No, no not no, a clue. I, I didn't say that. I said, I don't know what that means. Yeah. I, I, not a clue. Wooly, I've, I've got that song, but that's, that's not a kind of a must play. No, absolutely not. I, I that is definitely it, not a must I, play. I <laughs> many oldies set, though, that usually includes a Joe House Rock because it never misses. Yep. I mean, I've, I've never played that that it didn't work. Yeah. Um, Run Around Sue from uh, Dion. Dion, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, oh, uh, Shout from uh, Otis Day and the Nights. Yep. Those, those are all pretty much standard any wedding reception in Indiana kind of must play. I told yeah. him Elvira, too. He needed to, have, he needed to play Elvira, too. Elvira? Yeah, by really? the Oak Ridge Boys. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Just not Wooly Bully. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's forbidden. <laughs> Strike that okay. off your list now. Right, I'll put that on the do not play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll have a good time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thinking that I thought 90s rock was classic rock. Now, one of the things I have noticed you that, that represents a bit of a change, um, people who are getting married now uh, have grown up with iTunes and being able to create playlists Yep. And where I used to, 10 years ago, when I'd say, are there any songs that, that you know are must-plays, people would give me two or three or maybe four. Now they get a, you get a dozen that they no, demand? Well, some, I, I, I did a wedding here a while back, and, and I They still, had it laid out like they— It was pages. I, I mean, they were— <laughs> it, I still burn things to CD because I like to be hands-on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like— kind of like driving a stick versus an automatic. I just—I feel more engaged when I'm, when I'm pushing the buttons. Um it, w- it took five CDs. Oh, my I mean, gosh. full. How long was the wedding reception? Uh, I don't even think we got through all the music. Yeah. But but, but essentially what I do is I, I jack one of those in and use that as the, the skeleton for the show. Yeah. And then as requests come up, I, I work those in. But if I'm not getting any requests, I don't have to worry about what you're to just, play next. You're the just bride's rolling. Decided. Yeah, you just let it go one to the other so there's no downtime between songs. And, yep. Um, really makes my life a lot easier. There you go. So you bring two CD players? Basically? Yeah, I, I run yeah. two, and then I've got a, a spare in case one goes down. There you go. And a little mixer board so I can go back and forth and yep. um, try to keep it as simple and basic as possible. So you'd be far more advanced than I am. I'm still learning how the hell to use our board over here. I'm, nice little I'm, board. I'm the producer, and uh, you know, I, I just try to make us not sound terrible. I think you're doing all right. So, I've, yeah. I've, there I've, we go. Parts of a couple podcasts. Yeah, doing well, right. we appreciate it. We expect most of our guests to lie to us and say that they've listened to the 26 preceding episodes. But, you know, well, I'd like to. There's, uh, there's catch-up time in the winter. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll keep it. I binge listen. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen to some of the really early stuff that's terrible. Oh, so, my gosh. Well, I'm sure it's fun. And you hear us and we're, t- we're t- it's like the, rest <laughs> of the audio is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that it was so bad. You've got a nice setup here, though. Yeah, this is. Uh, I commend you. I don't know how in the hell it happened, but one day Dakota's like, "Oh, we're moving," and uh, yeah, it was we well, were, it was after we went up to uh, the We Are Libertarians studio and we did that. We were guests on their show, 
and he had a, a nice setup and it was all on Facebook Live and everything. And I'm like, you know what? If we want to get to the place that I want to be, like my goal, then we need to upgrade. Right. So we uh, started the GoFundMe campaign and everything. And I think that I, for the studio, I only paid, we probably only paid probably half of it out of pocket. Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot of help. Nice. Incredible. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's amazing how much how much people actually help us with this thing. Because yeah, they really like listening. Is. And it's a... Uh, there's not many formats that you get where you get somebody's attention for an hour, an hour and a half, or whatever it is. Right. But a podcast you do, and you know, right. they get to know you, and you get to, you get know, to obviously you get the relationships with your fans, too, or your your listeners, or whatever. Yeah. The like boss I, hot I mean, addicts. I feel like I know Cade Coger. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like I've known him for a while. But in reality, I've never met the dude in my life. Right. Like, uh, it's just, it's strange, and I think that's a, a really interesting point to make about uh, the 21st century and where we're at as a society. Like, I feel like Cade Coger is one of my friends. Right. And I've never met the dude. It, it is amazing the way those things. My uh, high school, he's older now, but when my boy was in high school, he's dating a girl from Strawn, and then he's dating a girl from Brownsburg, and then he's dating a girl from Muncie. And he doesn't have a car and he doesn't have a job. And I'm like, <laughs> how do you meet these girls to, to date them to begin with? And he's like, Facebook. You know, uh, actually, initially it was MySpace, and yeah. then, and then uh, it became yeah. Facebook, and I was like, things are just so very different. Like, who do you date when you were in high school? And I said, well, you dated people from Rushville, but <laughs> your town, the only ones you knew. You know? <laughs> Worked my way through. There were forty-two Street girls in the town, got, and I dated half of them. Well, yeah, Cruise Broad Street, hope you got lucky. But, you know. <laughs> the ones you actually saw face to face, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, you actually had. The, it wasn't Facebook; it was FaceTime. I mean, it was real <laughs> FaceTime, not, not right? Apple's version. So. so this fan community has taken off in the last week, and I know we're diverting to uh, Dakota. Oh, we'll yeah. get right back That's to okay. it. That's okay. Tanner Purdue, this we we so suspend we suspended him from the show. Right. Okay, he had he had a, an incident. He's been suspended for for six years, and <laughs> six he, six he's years. he's protesting. And he said he was going to draw a picture of me every single day until he was reinstated. And he created a Facebook group for it. Right. I don't know this guy named Ross Ticknauer. I I'm a big fan of him now. Oh my uh, he's gosh, from Wisconsin. They are so good that Kevin, these pictures. Th- this is there's about thirty people in this group. It's called Jeremiah drawing Jeremiah Morrill every day. That's pretty good. <laughs> and they took my profile picture, which is the nice headshot that Dakota that I had done. Dakota and I had headshots done by uh, by uh, by another We Are Libertarian supporter, uh, Ben DeJong. He came down from Michigan, did headshots for us, and I've got this really nice, well lit picture. And Ross has taken this thing and has turned it into me uh, as as Walter on uh, on uh, oh god, market zero the. Um, uh, <laughs> was that Ross? Up. I feel like it was somebody different. No, 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 no. He drew this one, but it's uh, uh, God. Do you know the movie? It's a, a famous. Uh, it's John Goodman. Oh, you're talking about the Big Lebowski? Yes, it's Big Lebowski. Yes, Walter. Yes, Walter yeah. the Big Lebowski. Yeah, so that's what that John is. Goodman's character. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, there's the the meme guy or whatever the. With the, sun, yeah. the glasses, deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah. Right. There's uh, there's me with what I assume are pockets, Kevin. I don't know <laughs> let's, let's what the, what that is. It's a very <laughs> impressive. There, there's there's me playing peekaboo. I mean, the, no, the, the drawings are very good. Yeah. I'm going to get them framed. They're going to be in the studio. Most of them. It reminds me a bit of the old. Uh, can you draw Blanky the deer or whatever that was on matchbook covers? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, if you can, you might have a career in the art institute. And then this is this is one. This this is see if you can figure out what this is from, Kevin. 
It's a picture of me with these these circular glasses, and it says, "Is you or is you not my constituency?" That's straight from my brother. That's exactly right. Yeah, my my favorite movie. Oh, is it really? Absolutely. Another Coen Brothers movie. So yeah, both of those are Coen, right? Right. Big Lebowski. Then yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Is you or is you not my (laughs) constituents? So. a lot yeah. of great bluegrass and Appalachian style music in that movie. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's only one picture Tanner actually drew, and I look like some sort of an ogre. So, <laughs> if, if you guys are listening, <laughs> find that group, and uh, you can draw a picture of me if you want to, or ta- or Clay, or and Dakota. What's it called? Drawing, oh, drawing a picture of Jeremiah Morrill every day. <laughs> and I'm going to look it Dr- up. Drawing Jeremiah Morrill every day until he lifts my BHOL suspension. There are. 26 members. That's very nice. So I'm not much yeah. of an artist, but I think there have been a, there have been people that have like actually request to join this group. And that, to me that is the funniest thing that could have happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, your claim to fame. Every day I look at this thing and just go, I always hope Gary Farber will draw me someday for something, you know. I, no, part- the other day he says it's getting a little carried away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so some of those were really good though. You have to give him credit. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed. Chris Bangle drew one. It was terrible. Yeah, he gave me really five bad. chins. I don't know why he, he doesn't like me that much. Yeah, I, and somebody even pointed that out. They said the extra chin <laughs> seems seems kind of mean. Seems a little too mean. <laughs> Working on that, man. I'm trying to shrink down. I don't know. So yeah, all right. My girlfriend's got me eating a lot of rabbit food and stuff that looks like you'd squirt Roundup on it. I, <laughs> yeah. I Your like, food's food. Yeah. I, it, Growing up in Indiana, salad's basically iceberg lettuce with, right. with some maybe croutons and cheese or something. And yeah. None of this stuff looks like iceberg lettuce. It's it's dark. Are you and, kale and, and spinach? And, yeah, and, and, and some of it's kind of purple looking, and, <laughs> and I don't know what it is, but it's it's not iceberg lettuce. It sounds lettuce. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I told him at the office, yeah, this healthy eating is going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I haven't had uh, I, Sarah and I changed uh, changed it up to the South Beach thing in uh, at the end of August, I guess. So I haven't had a donut or a piece of bread or sugar or potatoes since like, that one of the September. Low things? Yeah, right. yeah, still so. doing it. Oh yeah, I'm wearing shirts. This shirt here I've had for keto? about five years. No, nope. yeah, yeah. Me this either. is just me now, Clay. I uh, wow, this is it. So I'm still drinking the uh, the yeah. vodka and uh, and club soda with lime. Still on it. Yeah. I still, I'm I stubborn. Have a, like two two liters of club soda and a bunch of vodka, <laughs> which I don't drink either of those. He's just got it partitioned off for me. Oh, All right, I'm actually got water. I don't there know you what go. I was thinking. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're well, welcome. I've got to drive back to Rushville. Yeah. Yeah. I sent you yeah. that picture. I mean, I got some Milwaukee's Best down there. I got a Little King's, a Mickey's Fine Malt Liquor. Uh, well, since we've added the cameras, everybody's nervous about drinking on camera. They're like, you know, they're that just would, they, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Some people, some guests have been have been nervous about the uh, yeah, uh, the, the appearances. More yeah, more Dakota's so the elected officials. Beer, some kind. Yeah, yeah, Dakota, you got uh, three. Is it three Floyds or something, Dakota? No, I can tell by the color. I'm, I'm drinking Flying Monkeys Smash Bomb Atomic IPA. Right on. It says man made, madness crafted, barely under control. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really good on the uh, international uh, bitterness units. Scale. The IBUs. Yeah, it's a seventy two. It's quite bitter, but I really like IPAs. And you're, I'm, you're the I'm one. more of a, a porter and, and dark. Yeah, porters and stouts, and stouts and stuff. That was yeah. When I was on that game, that was my thing too. Right. Like I, I did get him to do an Irish car bomb. Though. I did. Yeah, he I cheated, did cheat I cheated a week and a half ago and had a had had had, had a Guinness. And, and then he woke up the next day with a splitting headache. You know, that's there were a lot of reasons stout. why I had it. The Guinness is an extra stuff. Yes, I just ran across some the other day. 
that's a export stout, the Guinness export stout, not uh, nearly as uh, milky or oily, uh, you know, motor yeah. oil like. I mean, it's not near as thick and doesn't and have chewy. the fish uh, the fish parts in it like the regular it's Guinness a, does. It's a, it's kind of a Stout light. Okay. Um, it's like a black and tan. The Yingling, if you haven't had that yet, yeah, now that we got Yingling good. here, they're, they're black and tan. I'm a big, big fan of that. Yeah, I like the black and tan. But since I've started drinking, like, the, I, I've been drinking a lot of the Bell's Two-Hearted, like the sign right. over there. And uh, then these, this is probably, this is, I think, the third six-pack of this that I bought. So I, it, I went, we went down to Brookville, and I'm trying to clean out the refrigerator. And right. I had a bunch of Milwaukee's Best lager in there. Right. And I had like 15 of them, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I just cracked one open, and I'm like, that was absolutely disgusting. That was the grossest thing. I'd rather have water. Yeah, so bad. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep these in the beer fridge downstairs and, and offer hope them to, to everybody away. that comes on the podcast. There you go. Kevin, do you want some of his bad beer that he does? Well, he offered me one earlier. <laughs> I just drink water. <laughs> I feel the same way, though, about Coors Light and Bud Light. I'd, oh, yeah. Uh, four or five years ago, a few friends of mine, I um, went to the Indiana Brewers Guild Winterfest up at the State Fair, and there were like 63 breweries represented, and they all had at least two, and some of them had as many as eight or ten beers. And they give you this little five-ounce mug to sample beers yeah. with. And you think when you first get there, it's like, what, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> But then you think there's 63 breweries here. They've all got <laughs> four or five beers each. And yeah. You know, by the time you make your rounds, um, it's probably a good thing that it's not any bigger. But, <laughs> yeah. But that sounds like a lot of that fun. That was really. the beginning of my beer snobbery. Yeah. Well, and we didn't know, but but people that go, what are these big uh, like pretzel necklaces? They they take a string and yeah. so that you get something to cleanse the palate a little yeah. bit. And um, Now we're, we're old pros. Yeah, one of, my, uh, one of my coworkers actually won. Uh, he's a brewer himself, like yeah. at his home. And they had a, this was, I think, the third year that they had a contest for home brewers, home brewers at the Indiana State Fair. Right. And uh, he entered three of his beers, and uh, one got first place. His IPA got first place. Nice. Um, he had a wheat ale uh, or a pale ale or something that got a second place prize and then a fifth place prize. It would be so, Indiana agriculture, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean that. Well, they're using a lot of uh, crazy horse hops over here. Yeah, right 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 down here in Hennepin County. Right, Um, Sun King's using a lot of those. Uh, In fact, I think they told the. I talked to uh, the young Hammer fellow who Ryan Hammer. Yeah, right. uh, One day he's on my list. He's on on the hit list at some point. We're going to try to get him on. He he mentioned when he first got started, he he approached Sun King to see if they were interested, and Sun King told him, "We'll buy all the local hops that you can get us. Whatever you can get us. Right. So it's a uh, any other. I think they do a hop wet and sticky." That you can only buy at Sun King Brewery there at Tenth and College, it's made with fresh wet hops. They don't dry them and pelletize them or anything first. Wow! Um, and you want to talk about a citrusy, uh, you know that that kind of the citrusy hoppy, right, real hoppy that, flavor that you get with those IPAs. Yeah, see, I love that. That sounds right up my alley. There you go. Maybe we have to go this weekend. Yeah, maybe we should. We don't have something. If you don't mind, I'll share just a little nugget of you beer, go for it. beer information. I didn't know this and found it kind of interesting. Um, back in the old days when uh, Great Britain had empires throughout the pl- you know, planet, uh, it was a long trip around the Horn of Africa from England back around to India, where, right. where India, uh, Britain had some an empire, you know, um, and the beer would go skunk. This is why you have an IPA. 
India Pale Ale. Right. Uh, it was made stronger with a higher alcohol content and more hops because they found out that the it, there's a, something astringent in those hops that keeps the beer from getting skunky. Yep, really. And, and that's the history of India Pale Ale. Yep. It was to export See, over there. I never there. knew that. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, but now we have skunky beers. On right. purpose, you know, like the Heineken Stella's. This is skunk that was not desirable. <laughs> the, the, some of these IPAs that they have kind of a skunky taste, or even a Heineken to a certain extent, has just a little bit of a kind I of think, skunky taste. Uh, I think, like, the do. Heineken lights have super, like, this super skunky taste. I agree. Absolutely. I do not enjoy. I'm not a big fan either, but. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. When I bought the, uh, I, I did this South Beach thing about. 2010, 2011, somewhere in there, and I was, I wasn't a beer snob yet, so I was, you know, just drinking whatever Budweiser, right. whatever it was. So I, Bud Select 55 came out, and I could drink that, right. and I bought a 24 pack of that, and I still have 24 of them because I can't get myself to open it up and drink one of them again. <laughs> like the hell with it, I'm just drinking vodka, and I'm. I'll Is be it okay. really beer if it's only got 55 calories? I don't think so. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It's just well, I, you know the way they do this. They I've just got add more water. Right, it, it, they just cut it. I think yeah, it's a. It's beer. It's probably less than a three two beer even. Beer and water. So, anyway, yeah. So we have real news. We had a couple of real news items we wanted to try to cover, and we'll, we'll buzz through that, and then we'll get to get back we'll, to our beer chat. We'll get back to beer <laughs> chat, and we'll work it in again some more. So uh, Amazon. It, it, this was the uh, the one main story that I saw this week, and it was it, honestly, for God's sake, it's been a slow news week. There's not been a whole lot that's happened. Uh, but everybody, you know, about a month ago, month and a half ago, Amazon had this uh, this pitch where they were going to build a second headquarters. They're based in Seattle. Washington now, and they're going to build like HQ2 is what they're calling it. So they, they put out a request for proposal uh, to any community that was over a million people, and they wanted cultural stuff, and there were all these different keys to it. So they got uh, 238 bids. Right. Yeah, and this is all across North America, too. Not just, like, yeah, it's, just, it's, not it's like just, Toronto or anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't have to be in, in the USA. Yeah, they didn't specifically say, like, this has to be in the U.S. No, right. it was out anywhere North America was their stipulation for the... Uh, location i guess for like the geographical location right but uh they they said they also wanted uh they wanted a metro area that had to have more than a million people and uh it needed to be located within 30 miles of like the actual downtown or the uh densely populated area is where the actual like warehouse and uh building location would be and then it had to be within 45 minutes of an international airport so you start reading through all these things, and like you're thinking, "Oh my God, there's not 238 cities in sure North not. America sure like it, that have an international airport or have a million people," you know. And uh, that's what I was reading. I was reading in uh, uh, the Reason magazine, and they were talking about it in one of their articles. And it was uh, and they had like Syracuse, New York, put in for it, and there's like. Two hundred and thirty thousand people. Yeah, probably about that in that town. Yeah, I think that's what the article said. And like, like none of these places are obviously they they're they're probably not going to get it, but they want to no, be, but they, they want to the put in for it. And like, like it, this is such a big deal for for any city that that is going to get Amazon to come. It's like a huge. This is a huge thing. It's a five billion dollar investment, and will end up bringing fifty thousand dollars or fifty thousand jobs. It's huge. Yeah, I yeah. mean th- th- that's a big deal, and any and any government official, any governor or any uh, state senator or state representative knows that fifty thousand jobs means fifty thousand people that they can 
get tax revenue from. Sure. Well, and then they're going to spend money, and you're going to have a multiplier. So if you yeah, get 50, I mean, you know, if you, can you imagine, Clay, if you got fifty thousand jobs in Henry County, what that what that actually would turn into oh, as huge. far as jobs? Oh, it'd be yeah. it'd be crazy. You know, it would be yeah. it'd be three hundred thousand jobs that would would churn out of it, or one hundred and fifty thousand. Well, that was the big thing. Does that in, Indianapolis applied for it? Right. Uh, we we put in a bid. And uh, a lot of these, a lot of these areas that put in for it have uh, some of them have. I'm, I mean, they're throwing money at it. They're creating advertisements for themselves. They're creating YouTube videos, websites, things, to s- and they're sending it to uh, like the Amazon board of directors. So there's these cities and towns are spending thousands and thousands of dollars just to market themselves more proficiently, right? So um, actually, the the mayor of Tucson, Arizona, actually sent um, the CEO of Amazon a giant cactus right. as a present. Like, like, oh look, this is a, this is Tucson. We got we got cactus here, and he's like, okay. Like, I mean, none of these things really matter. And that was that was a point that uh, was made by uh, some of the people in the Economic Development Commission or something up in Indy. Um, they were talking about was, do we want to do anything like that, or is that is that showing off? Like, is that too showy? So, what their strategy was, where you're going to apply for it, <laughs> we're going to apply for it, and we are going to uh, leave it at that. So, Indianapolis applied for it. They said, we meet all of your qualifications. We have the people who need the jobs here, and we are... Uh, we we basically really want this, but we're not going to do anything like stand on our hands yeah. or anything. Right? right. Yeah. Well, you well, either want us or you, or you don't. The, right. the and part we of don't it, care that like that was the that's the biggest thing. Like if if you watch um like like um TED talks or like even How I Met Your Mother and stuff like that, like you always see um and you always hear like dating advice. Like what's the biggest thing about dating advice? You you don't tell the girl. That you're expressly interested, right? Like that is like you want to play hard one. to get in yeah, your, like, your solicitation. That's yeah. the way Clay got bored. Said he played hard to get until exactly, they came exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We played hardball. <laughs> so I mean, and, and that's what they're doing. And like, like Austin, Texas, Austin, Texas never even applied for a bid. San Antonio, San Antonio, uh, San, San Antonio. Yeah, okay. they passed. And that's that's the part that if there's 230 cities that are doing it i know wisconsin there was a massive thing that uh, that wisconsin got last earlier this year probably 10,000 jobs and they gave away just an unbelievable amount in tax incentives this thing i the price tag that government's going to have to pay i've just got a i've got i've got the sneaking suspicion that some of the the deals that these guys are offering up to amazon is going to be well beyond what what i would be comfortable doing um so I, you know, it'd be great for you, but at the same time, God only knows what in the world what would you have to sell or what what you have to do or what you have to give away. There's yeah. whether it's land or tax abatements or you know yeah, truly good, cash payments or what what's going to happen. There's a good chance of that. But yeah. the what you're going to see as the um, as the actual final transaction is just it'll mm-hmm. be it'll be an interesting case study. So you see what it is. I would I'd, of course I'd love for it to be in Indianapolis or anywhere in the Midwest would be oh, helpful. Absolutely. You know, if it was Chicago or Detroit or Cincinnati or Cleveland or Columbus or you know any St. Louis, Louisville, any of those communities would be you know. I think we would still see a benefit to the for the Midwest. Your sure, mind's going off like uh, 
Bubba Gump over here. Yeah. <laughs> welcome Chicago, to a guy. Indianapolis, welcome to a guy that travels the Midwest for sales. I know. I'll be happy if it's in Dayton, for God's sake. I don't care. Dayton, Toledo, uh, Sydney. You know, any any of the cities. There you go. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but I just thought it was interesting all the all the money that uh, some of these other cities were throwing into this. Like, a, because to me, it never would have crossed my mind to make a website for the city. Right. You know? Like, uh, I, I wouldn't have ever thought about that. Make that a was website a, for your bid. Yeah, and that was that was one of the things that was brought up, what you were saying in the Indianapolis Star, because that's, that's where I got a lot of this info from, was from the Indy Star. And um, they were talking, you know, there's 238 cities. If your plan really is to sit back and do nothing – then are you just going to get lost in the paperwork shuffle? You know, like there's that possibility. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I think that we don't have to necessarily throw ourselves to the wind yet because I, mean, I think Indianapolis speaks very well for itself, though. I mean, I, really, uh, the, I think the FFA, you know, think. the FFA people are here now. Shout out to Weston County and Newcastle, Wyoming, and their FFA watching watching from Rush County today and others, but. Um, you know, the FFA is here. They hosted a Super Bowl. They do the NCAA Final Four. You get the Indy 500. Indianapolis is known. Is a, is kind of a known commodity, and a lot of folks mm-hmm. come through here. And, you know, and centrally located. And, and it's centrally located. Yep, right. um, you know, they've got Salesforce, and they've got a they've got a pretty strong tech community as well. Obviously, nobody's going to have 50,000 trained workers to start immediately or whatever that's right. going to be. Uh, and we've got, you know, we've got the international airport that has a, a flight a day to Toronto and what now they're going to have one to Paris or London or somewhere, somewhere in the Europe. So I guess it ticks that box too. So I guess we'll watch from a distance. And, and the, the donut counties around Marion County, I think the population density is, is such that, um, they can come up with 50,000 workers if, oh, uh, yeah. certainly if the, the pay was right, the benefits were right. Absolutely. And, and my yeah. guess is Amazon takes pretty good care of their people. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would think you're going to do all right. right. And, you know, I, I, of course, Amazon probably has a presence darn near anywhere now, but they've got, oh, yeah. they've got a strong warehouse presence here. So then with that, we're talking about government subsidies at, uh, old Kid Rock. We mentioned him on the last pod. On yeah, we did, we ones. did talk about it. It's kind of a Talked story we've been following. Race. Yeah. He, uh, he dropped out of the Senate race, and I was—I had just said in the in our We're Libertarians chat this week that my personal the the, the most hated libertarian in in, uh, in in the country for me is a guy named James Weeks. He's the guy that went up who's running for national chairman at the Libertarian Party C. Clay, in Orlando. Uh, he ran against Nick Sarwalk, our our chair, and uh, he went up to the podium. We're live on C-SPAN, being Memorial Day weekend last year, being broadcast to the world. And the guy starts dancing to music. He starts playing, and he strips into his underwear on national TV. Oh my gosh! Not just his underwear. He strips into a he strips into a banana hammock. Oh it's bad. God. It was horrible. So this guy is dead to me. And Not he was tiny whiteies. He, he's the guy that the the Michigan Libertarian Party apparently is running for the Senate seat. So it was going to be James Weeks versus Kid Rock versus the incumbent Democrat senator. Yeah, and it was going to be just have a clown any of show you guys, of I know I mentioned it on one of the last podcasts. Have any of you guys mentioned or watched uh, one of Kid Rock's speeches? Because he'd been he'd been traveling around and like uh, playing shows. I I think it's just up in uh, Michigan. It, like it was just all local right. uh, band shows because he wasn't touring or anything. And but he was giving speeches. Like they would bring out a podium onto the stage and he would give a speech, and it wasn't like. Like it was, it all rhymed. Like he had pre-written it, right? So he he would go along with this rhyme, with this rhyme scheme. Like, you know, he was a rapper. Yeah, yeah. And he'd he'd go. He'd he'd be <laughs> like, uh, 
Like, American people are now in the know. So that means that corrupt politicians have got to go. And then the band behind him would go, <laughs> and it, it, like it, he'd give like a six minute speech like that, and then he would lead into a into a song. Right. And it, it was for me, it was like the most ridiculous thing I'd ever seen in my life. But all these people that are in the crowds are, are like absolutely loving it. Like they're like, oh, yeah. if you're a kid oh, rock fan, up. you're gonna love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was. Yeah. But I'm sitting here like it, it's hilarious to me watching it and. Then he comes out this week and he's like in an interview and they they start asking him about his uh, possible Senate race and he's like no he's like he's like f no like I'm not doing that and I'm like what the heck you've been given like these speeches talking about how you're gonna run and he's been selling bumper stickers he's been selling T-shirts he's been fundraising on a on his website the the article I read about it he basically told his guys. There's no way I'm doing this, but let's run with it. Let's have fun yeah. with it. Right. Let's yeah, see. Indeed. Let's let's take it so far. He already far. had a tour planned for next year. Like it Yeah. It was obvious that it wasn't going to happen, but like yeah. at the same time, like I'm thinking he's like this guy's really doing it. Like he's we're gonna have I had wondered. Yeah, we're gonna be in Ameri- a place in American politics where Donald Trump, the star of well, the WWE wrestler at one point, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is president, and then freaking Kid Rock is a senator, like, and Al Franken, by the way, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know, of course, of course, well spoken. Dakota Al Franken's always been a senator. He doesn't know that he has a history on SNL. Jesse Ventura yeah, and Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, kind of led the way. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> that, uh, that that brings and me Ronald back Reagan. to that brings me back to another point. That was a. Uh, during the 2016 election, when uh, man, I can't think of that dude's name now. That he's he's the older guy, got the beard, and he wears the the boot hat. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking uh, about? Yeah, yes. picture him right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a famous picture of Rex Bell with him. Uh, I don't know his name now. No, no, no. But there was an interview with him, and he was and they were talking about. Well, you kind of introduced... somebody will answer it for us, answer it for us in the chat. Yeah, and they um. They started talking to the started talking to him, and if, if you don't know who I'm talking about, then he's an older guy with a, a great vermin big, supreme. Yeah, vermin supreme. There that's right. Go. He's got the great big gray beard, and he wears a uh, rain boot on top <laughs> of his head as a hat, and he uh, he runs f- for the presidency every four years. He runs for that's presidential. about as often as you can do it. I think. Yeah. <laughs> every four years, he runs for presidential election as an independent, and he promises free ponies, and. Um, Free ponies and I think he was going to fight some sort of a fictional fictional character. Yeah, uh, he's just ridiculous. Like that's his whole point, and uh, that that kind of is how it began. Like I'm going to prove to people how ridiculous politics is. Like, and uh, somebody interviewed him, and uh, they were talking to him. Like, do you think that you've introduced uh, ridiculousness in politics? And he said, Yeah, you know, I really think that. Because of me, I really paved the way for somebody like Donald Trump to become president. Because I, I introduced this ridiculousness into American <laughs> politics, and now he is just falling in my steps. But somehow he's gotten a lot farther than I have. It's hilarious. Deeper pockets. Yeah. I'm sure that's what it is. He, Vermin he just liked it. the funding. Yeah. That and Mike Pence chose to run as his running mate instead of Vermin. So it was yeah, yeah. Yeah. They put him over the, the top. Yeah. Probably did tip the scale. Well, I'm sure did that you work, totally off track. Did you work with uh, the, the vice president at the Rushville radio station at the time? It's funny you should ask. Um, 
Mike Pence and I, uh, I've, I've known Mike. I, I don't know if he remembers me or not. He probably does. I'm, in fact, I'm sure he does, whether he admitted it or not. Maybe a different <laughs> story. But, um, since the very first time he ran against Phil Sharp. For yeah, Congress, in the late 80s. Right. And the uh, the folks who own the radio station down in Rushville were about as dyed-in-the-wool, flag-waving, card-carrying Republican as you can possibly get. And, and they embraced Mike's candidacy. And brought him in, and, and prior to his network Indiana Mike Pence show, he did a weekly show on WRCR radio at a rush show right. called This Week in Washington or Washington This Week, something to that effect. Oh. And he and Sharon Dysinger, who was the uh, the wife of the, the station owner, spent an hour or 90 minutes. He'd basically bring in newspaper articles that he'd, he'd clipped and, and made little notes in the margins. And he'd, it was news and commentary. Featuring Mike and Sharon. That's a lot like this show, Kevin. Well, you know, yeah, <laughs> very not much terribly so. dissimilar. Maybe I'll be vice president one day. Um, well, you never know. Well, Mike Pence wouldn't drink on camera. Well, you know what? I'll, I'm sure that. Yeah, I, I, I'll just run as a <laughs> Vermin Supreme's running mate. So I've, I've no known problem. Mike a, a long time, and uh, yeah. and actually, I I went over to uh, the coffee house over um, near Richmond. Uh, the, a big underground railroad that uh, Levi Coffin House. Yeah, yeah. The Coffin House. Yes. There you go. And and he showed up, and uh, as it happened, he he happened to pull up very close to where I was standing. And as he got out, I said, "Mike Pence." And he looked at me, and goes, "Mr. Green." So uh, he does remember me. There you go. Um, for Mr. what that's Green. worth, I know, right? I thought that was my dad's name. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Well, uh, so but the guy claim to fame. That's, but I, I knew, I knew one of the things well. I want to talk about though with Kid Rock, could he evac? Do you guys think he stood a chance in this race? You know, given the, today's political climate, I think almost anything's possible. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about it as I'm writing these show notes today, and I'm I'm thinking, you know, there no none of the real libertarians up there are going to vote for James Weeks, obviously. I tried to talk Christy Avery into moving up there and, and, and establish and, uh, residency in Coldwater, and she refused. So good luck, libertarians in Michigan. I have no, I can't help you. No, and well, I mean, none of them are going to vote for him, so he's probably going to get a lot of those votes, right? And then he could absolutely fund a campaign, like oh sure, you know, he could absolutely do it. And uh, you know, he's just watching these uh, videos of the speeches, like that he had. He had the momentum to where he had, if he had dropped the corniness, you know, of the the rhymes and the music playing in the background, and maybe stop making ponchos out of the American flag. Yeah, They'd They'd doing that, that, and he's dropping the f bomb in his speeches and stuff. But if he had dropped that, I'd, then I really think that he could have carried a lot of momentum. It, it could have and been Trump very carried Michigan as a Republican. Yeah. I was going to say I don't know exactly what the political climate in Michigan is, but but when you look at how many people in Indiana. Regardless of who's on the ballot, vote straight ticket. Yeah, um, especially on the Republican side. Yep. Oh uh, yeah. You know, almost anything's possible. It, I remember a, a, a fellow uh, back when Evan Bayh was governor. Um, and, and think what you will about Evan Bayh's governorship, but but at the time he's a um, great guy when he lived in Indiana. Well, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> and he came rolling into the Russell Republican office one day, just completely unannounced and unaccompanied. He just came walking through the door one day and said. Driving by and, and noticed the uh, the newspaper sign out front. Thought I'd stop in and, and see how everybody's doing. Compare that to Frank O'Bannon, who was also a nice guy. But 
like two big refrigerators in suits showed up about a half an hour before he did and looked under desks and in the, in the trash cans and in the closets and, and like we were a big because you're expecting risk. the governor to come in and be, yeah, you're going right. to be a problem. And, and it was a, it was a big deal. And never mind, just kind of rolled in. Was but, he the governor at the time uh, or secretary of state or something? Actually, he was, a, he was in the Senate at that time. Oh, okay. All right. yeah, he was, he was, this a, is much later. Kind of a big deal, but, uh, um, the, the point I was going to make was that, uh, I don't even remember what the point was now. Evan Bayes a good guy. That's okay. It happens all the time. You oh, just have to make I, it I up as you go on. Um, the straight ticket thing. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. This this guy and I spent, I bet, every bit of 15 minutes talking about what a good job we both thought Evan Bayes was doing and, uh, across the board. I mean, we talked about the economy and roads and education and jobs and, and on and on. And then, then he goes, yep, just too bad he's got a D in front of his name or I'd vote for him. And like you're kidding me, you're not going to vote for him because no, he's a Democrat. And I'm a Republican. I said like, you just spent 15 minutes talking about what a great job he's doing. Who cares if he's a Democrat or a Republican? He goes, "Well, I care." Well, as a, like, well, you know, right there might be part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. We saw that a lot when I worked at the barbershop in Muncie, right. years and years in Muncie, South Side of Muncie. Strong Democrat same, Union town. Same story, but the other way around. Right. Yep. We would sit in the shop, talk, agree on just about every single topic. They would complain till they turn blue in the face about their situation, but every election cycle vote for the exact same way, right. exact same people, all because of what you just said. They right. match the party. Right. And, and that one of the reasons I believe that, that we keep sending the same people back to Congress, uh, Congress's approval rating is something like 23% or something, and, and yet everybody says, well... They all suck except my congressman. He's exactly. Doing, he's doing everybody wants everybody else's idiot out of Congress. Right. <laughs> except their own. That's exactly yeah. right. He's exactly. doing a great job. Exactly. You know, I hope he spends 100 years there. I, yeah. I just, you, you hear all the time. You're like, Clay, do you want to speak on our current congressman? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like our yeah, current see, congressman. That's the, that's the answer we always yeah. get. I love our guy. I like our guy. <laughs> like. like. I like Luke. He wants Luke to have a promotion. Yeah, you know. And well, he he's one guy that I've got to know personally. So. I want Luke to come on the show. I really like but, him. Uh, Clay hasn't delivered on that yet. Yeah, not yet, not yet. We'll see. Can you imagine the inspection that you'll have to have to have a a member of Congress come through your your home? That's fine. I got nothing the to hide. Drug sniffing dogs coming through and bringing on boys. boys. Turning over turning over tables. I'll just looking show him Daisy. Cans. I'll say, look, I got my, <laughs> I got my own drug. They actually, when Obama was coming, they actually looked in trash cans. I was like, what do you think you're gonna find? Well. You know, it might be a bomb or something. I was like, well, for God's sakes, let me know if you find one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be here. <laughs> I don't care if the governor's coming or not. I'm out of here. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, the last the last little thing we had on the list here, uh, interesting little thing happened this week. Uh, our Mike Pence's replacement, Governor Holcomb, was mm-hmm. uh, was in a political ad in Illinois. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. He uh, – he, uh, Scott Walker of Wisconsin, the Republican governor, and a guy named Eric Greitens, who's the Republican governor of Missouri, all had a, uh, a it's on YouTube, we'll link it. Uh, it's Greitens? Eric, I thought it was Greitens. It could be either or. Okay. Yeah. Creighton, <laughs> Greitens, Greitens. He's the governor of Missouri. Uh, and it's, it's a, it's a, an ad for Bruce Rauner, who's the incumbent governor of, uh, of Illinois. Right. Thanking the Speaker of the House, uh, Mike Madigan, for creating such a hostile environment for Illinois workers. That all the governors are here saying thanks for all the jobs we got the you know you make us a, look good. It was hilarious. Like it, I, so I we'll, loved it. I, it we'll, was, we'll cue it up here. It was so funny. Oh wow. We'll, we'll yeah, cue you, it up. You and, have to play it on the our, audio. 
play it over our little audio maker here. But it's it's like uh, it's Eric a- Holcomb is standing there. And he goes, he goes, thanks, Mike, for bringing jobs to Indiana. <laughs> 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 then uh, we're growing union jobs faster than Illinois is. Here thanks, Mike. <laughs> This is the first time. This is the uh, yeah, this is the first the, time this has ever happened. Very big deal here. I have to see if anybody studios. can even hear it. Yeah, I may. This may blow everybody's ears. There's no telling. Yeah, this is what I'm worried about. We are playing with live ammo. <laughs> hey, ladies we're going to hear it. All right. So this is uh, thanks, Mike Bruce Rauner of Illinois. Say thank you. Thanks, Mike Madigan. Thank you for raising Illinois taxes, for blocking Rauner's reforms, and helping create new jobs in Indiana, in Wisconsin, in Missouri. Our economy's on fire. We're growing good jobs. And we're growing union jobs faster than Illinois. So we owe you. Huge. Hoosers love you, Mike Madigan. Cheeseheads love you, Madigan. Big fans here in Missouri. Big time. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. There you go. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. Wow. <laughs> uh, that was whoever whoever the marketing or uh, campaign marketing person that came up with that. You was, never even said the name of your own genius. candidate. You right. just pick, you know, it's, uh, uh, it got our attention well, that's, more in that Indiana, was, right? That's what was so good about it. Like, it wasn't so strictly political, like, well, Mike Madigan, he did this. Yeah. That's taking but, a political ad at, at a different uh, angle, isn't yeah. it? I like you, the, have, you have, like, the, the black and white pictures going across of sad puppies, and it's like, Mike Madigan doesn't like to (laughs) volunteer at the animal shelters on the weekends. Clay Morgan defunded the police. Bruce. What? (laughs) Yeah. It's the ad. I didn't say it. I mean, that's what we saw in the Brisket Gazette. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You wouldn't know since you don't get the paper. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, the the guys around here know where I stand. Yeah. No, you're not shy. I'll give you credit. Yes, I try to. Not afraid to speak out. Yeah, yeah I try to fight for him. He's not afraid to be six to one, right? Yeah, right. I've, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, I, I know how it goes. I've been there. I was the one on the park board for a number of votes as well. That's a, that's a, that's the way it goes. You got to, yeah. you just got to shake it up. You know, the coach needs a tech every once in a while. You know, that's right. Just brings attention to the game. Sure. Well, I'd like to see you get a technical foul, or uh, Mister Mister Councilman. Yeah, yeah. yeah dropping, dropping back, that back bomb. Back to what could have mentioned <laughs> about about the uh, the negative uh, mudslinging, often inaccurate and erroneous political ads that run. Um, I am generally uh, enough of a libertarian at heart that I think the the less government, the better. But uh, I think a little truth in advertising would not be a bad thing. Yeah. And in, and if One I'm not mistaken, when Evan Bay was three years old, <laughs> he pulled the whiskers out on his cat, pat, his pet cat, <laughs> his cat pet. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be opposed to uh, to to making him at least be truthful. I mean, that doesn't seem like a bad thing. Yeah. There, there used doesn't to be, seem like such a far reach, does right? It? I mean, uh, there used to be legislation in place that I I think disappeared during the the Reagan years. That basically said you had to give equal time and, and you had to be truthful and, and accurate. And, and you had to be able to back up your claims with, with facts, objective, verifiable facts. You remember those. Yeah, well, we use them here uh, at Boss Hog Liberty with Jeremiah Moore, Dakota Davis, are. Clay Morgan, and, of course, Kevin Green. Of the Courier Times, who has like, to everything is, is firsthand sourced, or you get two you get two sources for everything you do. I'm sure because you actually do use facts in your job. I do my best to make yeah. sure that I verified anything that I put in the story, yeah. Even, down to the names uh, 
I mean, one of the funniest things that the people get quirky about names, spellings. Um, mm. And I, I used to tell reporters, I don't care if the guy's name is John Smith. I want you to, to verify how he spells John and how he spells Smith because you, you really you don't know. I mean, you think you know. And try as you might, once in a while you still get something wrong. Yeah, so and then it goes. Uh, and then that one John Smith comes along and it's a J-O-N. Right. You never know. Or Smith with an extra I in it or something. Yep. I mean, Smith they used to, parents yeah. used to go buy books that were like name, baby names. And mm-hmm. there was one way to spell Tammy, T-A-M-M-Y. And now there's T-A-M-I, T-A-M-M-I. Yeah, you can, you can tell that to my sister, Bailey, B-A-L-E-I-G-H. <laughs> it's perfect example. And I think it's they quit buying the book. So they, yeah. now they're just making it's it the up. Books, I'm sure Back before Webster published his first dictionary, people spelled words any way they wanted to spell them. <laughs> and, and then Webster says, you know, we ought to kind of codify this so that everybody's on the same page. I think that was a great idea, personally. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not the way we play names anymore. Well, the one advantage you have now in, in the day job is you can jump on Facebook and try to find them and look them up that way, right? You that, use that, that to, to find a, some names? tremendously helpful tool in, in trying to get a hold of people and track people down um, because so many folks have gone to cell phones. And they're not in the phone they book. They don't show up in the phone book. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. never been in the phone book in my life. It's and never will be. It's impossible to find people's numbers anymore. And thank God for Facebook because, you know, it seems like nine people out of ten are on Facebook. And you, and yep. you can track them down if you spend enough time looking. I mean – John Smith, there are probably like 8 million John Smiths <laughs> oh, yeah. on Facebook. Start looking at Dakota and hope he knows the John Smith you know and right, search through the mutual right. friend. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's the way but it goes. It's been very helpful, actually. Yeah. We we get a hold of a lot of people through Facebook. All right. So let's, uh, let's we're, we're at the end of our, our program time here, Kevin. What we usually do is do final thoughts, give everybody a chance to pitch pitch anything they want to pitch. The DJ business, the the paper, the you know whatever you're working on, a cool story you might might want to pitch. Anything like that? It's your final final thoughts to get something in, or if there's something you wanted to talk about and we hadn't got to it, it's, well, uh, the floor is yours. The, I appreciate the opportunity. I think what you guys are doing here is great. Um, it, any way to get information out to folks and give them something to think about and something to talk about is always a good thing. Um, uh, I appreciate the fact you've allowed me to, to plug my DJ business. Uh, I'm on Facebook, DJ Kevin Green. Just look me up. Um, you also have business cards hanging up at the Early Bird Diner. I, I try to stick <laughs> one up wherever I, I go. I frequent that place. So I, I love I, the Early I, Bird. Cecil oh, is a short geez. order genius. I mean, he's oh, a work so of art. Good. I've never seen my cook like that guy. But yeah, you're like, yeah, I'd like a, a two eggs and uh, some wheat toast and some bacon. And he's like, okay, here it is. Thirty seconds <laughs> or less. You've got. <laughs> you your, got I saw him feed a table of eight the other day in less than three minutes. I think yeah. it's amazing. But uh, <laughs> I will mention the uh, city council uh, had a uh, committee. You know, this trash issue, large trash and curbside collection has been a, a topic of discussion for the last two years. And uh, a, a committee, Jerry Walton and Jeff Hancock and Lynn Perdue, were joined by uh, Kimball Baker, the street commissioner, and uh, uh, Brandy York, who's the guy who answers the phones at the street department. Two or three of the guys who actually drive the trash trucks and uh, were there in the audience That's and were good. allowed I'm to speak I'm glad they out. included him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. got a, a chance to kind of weigh in. And um, without giving away too much of the, the story, um, if the entire council embraces the changes that were recommended out of that committee meeting Wednesday night, uh, there are big changes coming in the way Newcastle picks up big trash. Um, the concern being that people set households of, of 
junk out of the curb and it sits there for a week at a time. So did you attend the meeting on Wednesday? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm, I'm on the city council like a wet blanket. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I knew it, I knew it was open to the public. I knew originally they they didn't want to make the committee meeting open to the public. Right. Yeah, and then Copenhagen decided that that was a bad idea. Right. He, he just reminded them that you can't do that. You but, have to uh, have a public meeting. Yeah, a, yeah. If, if the, yeah. But um, that'll be uh, on tomorrow's front page. Uh, unfortunately, our, our deadlines are such that uh, a Wednesday night meeting can't make Thursday's paper. That's the uh, way it goes. And that's just the way it goes. Um, so I, I would encourage uh, particularly Newcastle residents who have a stake in this to, uh, to be sure to, to pick up a copy uh, read your neighbors, look it up online. You actually get five free visits to the Courier Time website a month. Um, so even if you're not a subscriber, if there's something of particular yeah. interest, I to used you, all those up. That's why I had to start subscribing. <laughs> That's but, the way it goes. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a newspaper it. dealer, man. You get your taste, and then you got to go pay for yeah, it. Absolutely. Man, give um, me some more of that. That, get, that was so good. That's that's gonna be a a, a big story. The and frankly, and I'm not gonna make any friends here, but. Um, as an outsider looking in, I, I'm not from Newcastle. I don't live here now. I didn't grow up here. This community has unbelievably well uh, – the, the, the city will come by and just haul off all your crap and not charge you for yep. it. Nobody does that. Down in Rushville, um, they provide a, a, a central collection site 8 a.m. to noon on Saturdays. And it's like $25 a pickup truck load to take stuff down there and dump it. If you set anything that won't fit in your trash tote out at, at the curbside, anything, including a bag of trash, they leave a little door hanger that says you got 24 hours to get that crap off our curb or we're going to fine you $100. And and they do. Yeah. I mean, they come back and they yeah, give and, you and, $400. No, I was totally against uh, them doing away with this at first. Right. Very adamantly against it until we got to talking. I got to thinking. I got to looking at what other towns did. Right. Um and sixteen it, tons of large trash at one hundred and fifty thousand dollars last year. Yeah, and and see that totally changed my opinion that's, because that's I just the and big it's trash. like what we talked about. Mm. This is going to open up a, a whole new market for people to post, especially you know, I you know I tell people all the time there's there's never been a better time for a free market to flourish. Oh, than absolutely. the 21st century oh. with the internet, with everything that we have, all the constant communication that we can be in with people. If you got something you want picked up, so you, yep. you put it on Facebook and some guy, you have three different offers by sundown to pick it up the next day. Yep. And well, it'll be gone. It, it's, I'll it's pick amazing. it up for 10 bucks, buddy. <laughs> it's, there you go. It's amazing too what, uh, what people get used to. Right. They expect. Yep. And so what I mean by that is I was always, I grew up in the country. We didn't have trash service like that. Right. Um, so then I moved to the city and, uh, you know, your regular kitchen trash was, it was nice to have it picked up. Sure. thought that was a great benefit, right. but I've never, I never even thought about setting my couch, an old bed, an old dresser. Oh yeah. I mean, I utilize it. I'd set when I, I set never my old couch and my old that. love seat out there. I never even, him. I told him I had it. That didn't occur to you that was an option. Yeah, I never even thought about doing that. I would take it, if I had to get rid of something, I'd You'd take it to Buster's. I'd take like it to the dump load it in the truck and take it to the dump. Well, there was an instance here just a few weeks ago, earlier this summer, um, someone here in Newcastle had um, 
pulled all the shrubs from around their house, and there were a bunch of them, including the big root balls and the dirt and everything else, and and made a mini mountain pile out by the curb. Yeah, see, I've never and, done. And expected the city yeah. to pick that up, and I, I was like, why would? That's not the yeah. city's responsibility. That, yep. That's you as a homeowner, yeah. a property owner, to take care of your own. Get trash. somebody to haul it off for you. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, I don't think that's yeah. The, too much. the big thing for me was I my first job was on a local farm. Uh, I started working there when I was 14 until I was 16. Right. And then, uh, and you know, not to incriminate myself in any way, but I would dive. Part of my job was driving the dump truck to where people had illegally dumped in the cornfields. Right. Now, that now that happened all the time. And my biggest fear was, well, that's going to start happening more, except now it's going to be in town. People are just going to drive up to abandoned houses and dump their trash load of their truckload of crap off. Well, I think you'll get some porch, of it, but and, and I'm going to tease this story just a little bit to give some of it away. Um, what they're considering includes a centralized site where folks can take their large trash and dump it free. Not even like Russia, I mentioned twenty five dollars a truckload. They're still going to keep it a free service because they don't want people dumping it. At I think that's a great idea, and I think that's a happy medium uh, that people can agree with. Uh, the, but the, the, the only thing is, are they going to take it off of my? My city bill. Now, when you say if the entire council, are you talking unanimous? Do they or do they just, just, just take they, a majority they accept, vote? Just yeah, a majority vote. Okay. The, the yeah, yeah, yeah. And committee. you've got uh, three of the councilmen involved in the committee, right. so there's exactly. three out of the seven. So exactly, you, you just need that one pick more. Up, pick up one, and you can move on. So Aaron Dickin was not on that committee. He did not serve on that committee. He's been known to be kind of uh, you know get under people's skin. Aaron, Look at, <laughs> I, I can't imagine. I, I'm just throwing it out there. Hey, Mark, Mark Coger was listening. watching this <laughs> whenever we started. Mark Coger was. Uh, I don't know if he's still hanging I, on. I doubt it. I talked to Mark point. at the pharmacy. Oh, really? Yeah, and I asked him. I said, "Hey, I said, when are you gonna when are you gonna make your uh, boss hog delivery appearance?" We asked him a couple yeah. weeks ago. He kind of laughed at me. Aaron's so. kind of a natural. He does his own yeah. little face. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, live broadcast. Aaron so. was Aaron was fun to have. He's, Aaron, he's we had him on a couple weeks That's ago. Did. He's the yeah. sign up there. If you if you're if you're a politico and you've uh, you've run for office, bring your sign up and we'll put it up in the studio. Yep. Well, Aaron Kevin, Dickin didn't bring his or not Aaron, did, but uh, we haven't got have a we Darren have, uh, Jacobs. We don't have one of Darren's yet. We'll get it. We'll get it up here at some point. So, uh, well, thank you very much, Kevin. We look forward to reading that in the in the papers Friday. What a blast. And, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, this is uh, this has been fun. Clay, we, we, quick quickly for yes. you. Uh, I know you pat you voted yes for the budget. We haven't read that in the paper yet either, but uh, we'll yes. tease that. We look forward to hearing about yes. that in the, in the Courier. It was nice, and the Middletown nice, paper. Nice and easy, nice and simple. So yeah. So anything else to pitch? Uh, one thing, yeah. If you guys would allow me, Victory Lane Camp. Um, we, we, we're, we have an active fall, so you guys were the judges at the uh, at the chili dinner. Sign hanging up on our wall in the hey, studio. Hey, all right. But uh, at uh, Saturday, November fourth, at from seven o'clock to eight thirty p.m. at First Baptist Family Life Center here in Newcastle. Remember, there, remember the fourth of November. There is a uh, fundraising benefit. It's kind of a talent show, you know. They're going to do, but you can uh, look at victorylanecamp.org slash stars s-t-a-r-s dot p-h-p or just go to victorylanecamp.org and you can see the information there Very i might cool. mention it real quickly uh, there'll be a story in the courier about that either tomorrow or sunday oh, okay it's scheduled for tomorrow but if there wasn't enough room it'd, it'd be sunday but uh very very worthwhile organization there you, go. Camp, so. you can also yep. see it at the 
the uh, local newspaper. Another shameless plugs. There we go. <laughs> we listen. I, we we have become shameless promoters around here. So it, it, self promoters or promoters of others. So we it's, it's welcome to the club. Thank you, yeah. Dakota. What you got? Oh, I don't have much this week. Just about like every week. <laughs> I've been growing. He uh, he already I've gave all his commentary on beer like the yeah, first I hour. Mean, that was a big thing. <laughs> You know, That's all I really had prepared was the beer talk. And just the beer. Hell, at this point, it's over. Huh? Yeah. And uh, I will plug this. I had um, some really cheap. I, I have backwood cigars or what I take down to the campground. And I had some that were probably from June. And they tasted fresh. Like it was like right out of the package. Like so now he's new. a cigar connoisseur Sooner. too. Oh, I've always been a big cigar guy. It's got really? Humidor down really? There. Yeah, you haven't seen my humidor on top of the refrigerator? No. Yeah, I got one down there. To check out the man cave while he's still allowed to have it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's called the dining room, actually. <laughs> Some borrowed time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, tomorrow night, at least I will be. I think, I assume Dakota's going to come with us and make the trip, but, uh, I will be at, uh, Three Wise Men in Muncie. The, uh, Libertarian Party of Delaware County is having a meetup down there. At uh, six o'clock, so I'll be there. I know Brantley Spice will be there. Sarah's are they, coming down. Have they been organized yet? Uh, this they... is kind of a meetup to get get the folks that are interested together. So uh, if you're a listener awesome. to the show and you're in the area, you want to have a beer with us, or you got ties to Delaware County in any way, come on by and uh, some pizza. Ha- have some pizza or salad or, or chicken wings or whatever. At three Jeremiah Wiseman. won't be eating pizza. And I'll be having uh, club soda and vodka and, and probably another freaking salad, <laughs> which Ooh, is okay. You know I'm gonna get. I already know what I'm going to get up there, the Golden Zoe. There we go. Might have to bring a growler of that back home. That's, That's a good, good deal. And the, uh, uh, oh, man, they have a raspberry. It's some sort of berry berry. Oh, yeah, I like that is, I have yeah. a growler of that downstairs in the refrigerator. Well, I can't have it, but I'll, I'll smell it. There you go. <laughs> All right. We appreciate the support of everybody that, uh, that does the show. Really appreciate Kevin coming by and, of course, Clay's commitment to us. Yep. Please uh, like and subscribe. Like the YouTube channel, we need a hundred subscribers. Yeah, so that's, that's the a big uh, deal. that's the big push right now is to get to a hundred so we can be uh, YouTube dot com slash Boss Hog Liberty. You know where we're at right now? Uh, we're, at mid, we're at fifty four. Fifty four. Uh, we'll just check we're doing before all right. we started. So we're getting there. We we appreciate the. Uh, you I'll know. sign up tomorrow. There we go. That's uh, that'll that's work. A, that's the biggest thing with YouTube because whenever somebody that, I mean, it doesn't make you have an account to watch videos, right? So whenever somebody that's like, okay, yeah, I'll go subscribe to them, then, like, say one of our parents, they're like, okay, yeah, I need to do that. So then they click the subscribe button, you have you must log into an account to subscribe. Right, right. And I think that since Google has kind of taken over with YouTube. Google platform. integrates it all, and it just happens for yeah. you. It, so, it's made it better. Well, that's how we grow. The uh, The show grows by people liking, sharing, supporting. Uh, you know, if you you know go in, rate us five stars on Facebook or on, on iTunes, of course. Seventy-five percent of the listens are on iTunes. Even though I don't carry an Apple, you know, I don't listen on the iTunes or whatever on on the Apple stuff. That drives the majority of podcast traffic. It's almost all on iTunes. So that's that's what that's the main show. But of course, we've added the video, and uh, you know, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook. So any way you consume it, we appreciate it, and uh, we will uh, we'll see you all next week. I think we've got uh, Americans for Prosperity scheduled next week. So that's your that's your next uh, next week. Next uh, next show, you can all look forward to that. And yeah, that'll we'll, uh, be interesting. It'll be tax talk. Everybody have fun with that. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at wearelibertarians.com. <laughs>